It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. Connacht are about to leave the field. Maybe I'll have to start this again. Don't we go with the crowd. Okay, Danny, this place is waged. About 10 minutes to kick off. Lancer just walking by. Nobody's paying them a blind bit of notice, which is unusual. Normally there's a bit more from the fans on that stage, but huge game. Massive game. Uh, there's definitely a, there's a serious buzz around. Connacht got a great reception and just went quiet for Leinster. Uh, there's, a, there's a bit of uneasiness there. So I think there's a lot of people in the crowd that are 50-50. They don't know which way it's going to go. But hopefully uh, the crown fired their voice very early on. We get behind Connacht and uh, put a bit of pressure on Leinster. Yeah, we need to, Connacht to do something to help with the fans, keep their voice and get them going. But it's the perfect night. It's a little bit foggy. Um, but it hasn't got any worse in the last half hour or so but there's not much wind pitches the perfect pitch that we have these days um, there's it, no wind look at the flags they're dead yeah, this is yeah. a perfect perfect night for a game of rugby nice bit of throwing the ball around I think it's going to be two two teams that are going to try and beat, beat each other up and throw the ball wide yeah let's hope their hands aren't too cold and we get a good game OK, we're a bit early with our 20 minutes because it's 18 minutes gone and Connacht lead 5-0 with a fantastic try by David Hawkshaw who's on the field because Tiernan went off injured but we now have a yellow card for Carl Ford because he tackled Charlie Natai which is, I don't know, Charlie Natai ran into him and Carl Ford got sent off, got yellow carded. I'm, not, I'm still not quite sure why. We, we're, we're, just, we're actually seeing the, the, the replay here. I'm, I'm really not sure how Ford is getting a card there. I, like, yeah. It's so, just, it, just, it was a soap tackle and Charlie had a hit him yeah. with his shoulders to the head and we got the I don't know maybe, maybe I don't know yeah. it just seems strange but Connacht are defending brilliantly they well, had one Leinster have three three entries into Connacht's 22 and they've come away with nothing and now we have a blood sub going on because uh, blood, blood, blood sub for for Oshin Dowling but like it's some game already 18 minutes gone it's been, it's been a cracker at half time Chronically 8 points to 7, but it's been all Leinster since that 20 minutes. It has, but uh, Connacht have gotten on the wrong side of the ref. we got a very... Uh, I'm looking forward to going home and finding out what he said about the yellow card. Yeah. Because from what we could see, it was never yellow. Nope. Um, dude, also, there was a turnover at a, at a scrum. I'm not sure what happened, but there has to be some kind of foul play for a ref to... To overturn well, it. from what I saw there, I think I think Charlie Langton grabbed someone's scrum cap, which is not allowed. But I don't think it's a worth turning a penalty against. But anyway, hence why I said that he, we've got on the wrong side of the ref. Yeah, we have. We've definitely got on the wrong side of the ref. I think how many penalties have we got against us? Because it's it's, it's ben- five against us and seven against Leinster. So only five. God, it feels like an awful lot more. And one of them is very very questionable. Yeah. So yeah. But uh, like, with Connacht are hammering them in the scrum. They have their line out under trouble in, in trouble. Um, and we're winning, but it's been all Leinster. But they're, they're, we're, we're solid defensively. Yeah. Leinster have six entries into our 22, and they really don't look like scoring. Yes, off the tap, they did, but that's the and only that was time. from that contentious, original contentious yes. penalty where we'd won the scrum and had destroyed them in the scrum, won a penalty, and there was a bit of contention afterwards. So, yeah, it was it was a bit harsh, but... Um, but that, that, that's it. That, that's getting on the wrong side of the ref. We need to just back yeah. the defence, keep doing what Connick are doing. Like... Um, the, the try that they scored was fabulous. Like, oh, it was an unbelievable pass. Started from a stolen line out, then a nice bit of footwork from uh, Hawkshaw to get the backs onto the front foot, and then a beautiful pass from Mac. Yeah, yeah. Sticks Ralston away and then gets his hands on it again in Hawkshaw. Doing what Hawkshaw's been doing all season, yeah. working his ass off, yeah. gets on the end. 
It was no, no, awesome. Corkshaw's on because Tiernan went off with an injury. We've also lost Oshin Dowling to an injury, so Niall Murray is on. He was having a great game, but Murray hasn't taken a step back since coming on. It, it, yeah. It's been like for like. Yeah, like yeah. Dowling is definitely a loss. I saw him going off with it, and he's in his sling now, yeah. which is a bit worrying going forward. But uh, Murray has come in, and it, like he's hit the ground running. He certainly has. It's some match. The tension, the crowd are into this as much as I've ever been part of a crowd into it. My voice is already starting to go, as you can probably hear. So we'll talk again on 60 minutes if I still have a voice. We think it's 60 minutes, but the, the clock's gone in the, in the ground. Um, Leinster now lead 19 points to eight, and it's Connacht had their chances, lost a lot of lineouts, and we have a man in the bin, and Leinster scored two tries. Yeah, it, it really started. Connacht made a few errors. Leinster made them pay. Then uh, get a yellow card, and Leinster used the extra man. They they just yeah. made Connacht go back and forth, uh, and then swung it wide and a little dink through. Now it was a bit fortunate. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe the, between Mac and um, Kilgallen, they could have done something more. Just booted out. But look, it's it's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, but the bigger issue is that we had three lineouts in there, twenty-two, four. Well, no, three, three lineouts, but four four lineouts in a row that yeah. we didn't even. Didn't even win our own ball. Yeah, it's it, it's highly frustrating. Yeah, and because we were all over them at that stage, we came out and we were flying. We were absolutely flying. So yeah. it, it, they've got their tails up. You know, they they they're making us making us pay. Carl Ford's packing down a number eight. <laughs> this legend, legend. Seven, six, eight. Yeah, he can do everything. He can do, and he's having a cracking game himself. Anyway, we'll we'll talk again at full time because we'll know it's full time because we'll know the whistle. So. Let's hope Connor can give us something positive to talk about at that stage. Leinster win. Leinster win. Try for Leinster score by number 15, Kieran Frawley. Oh, that's disappointing. Okay, Danny, Leinster are going to win. They've scored with the last play of the game. Try by Frawley. It's got, they're going to be 22-24, 22-26 to Leinster. That's a killer. Connacht had a chance to clear their lines and they didn't take it. They went for scrums that they should have put into the corner, made them no, run no, no, the, no, length, no, run no, the no, length of the no, field. No, that's not where the game was lost. The game was lost on a crooked line-out. Yes, was. It wasn't lost on anything. Everything was done right yeah, yeah, up yeah. until the last play. It was 79 minutes, oh. and we put it in crooked into the line-out. So and then Leinster had the balls to go down and do it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the Leinster Christ. second team, Connacht, are losing to. So we can't be looking for Connacht players to be in the Ireland team. Why we can't beat our Leinster second team. He missed the kick, 22-24 to Leinster. Well, Connacht had two yellow cards, so don't forget that. Yeah, they did, they did. No, no need to boot, no need to boot. Connacht threw that one away. We'll, uh, we'll go straight to the post-match press conference, which I can't imagine is going to be too clever on the Connacht side. But, um, yeah, not much to be said here. Brutal. Brutal. Caden played, um, and I know man of the match doesn't matter a job when you lose a game like that but uh, it was an incredible battle like yeah it was um, I think the game just had too many flows in it for either side um, 
Look, not taken away from Leinster, but I think we just had enough opportunities to close out the game. We didn't. I think that's the most disappointing thing. Um, yeah, a few a few errors from us at the end. Um, yeah, it's it's a tough one to take. But look, the, we've a, a short turnaround for what's a huge game again at home next week. So yeah, we'll be disappointed, but we have to move on. It's funny here last year in the European Cup and in the league game, there were tight games, ten nil. I think the other score, one score game. It's a kind of a narrative that you're going to have to break through. It's what's going to take to kind of get that last bit in a big game against the side of Leinster's quality. Yeah, um, we should have closed the game out. That's that, that's that's the biggest thing. Um, yeah, it's always it's always a tough uh, or a close battle here. Um, I think I think we'd won eight games at home um, this year, this this calendar year or, or this year. So I suppose teams find it hard to come here, and we. I thought the the crowd was incredible today. It was it was it was sold out and and yeah, disappointed for them. Um, but yeah, look, we'll we'll review it. Um, we'll see what what we can take from it and we'll move on. This team seems to be in a better place, but you're going to have to get the results to go with it. I mean, four and three probably isn't where you, you felt you should be. No, definitely not. Um, look, I think we went to South Africa and we had a we had a very good away uh, win. Um, disappointed them with the with the um, with the results against the Bulls. Um, this would have brought us right back to where we wanted to be with a win tonight. But yeah, look, as I said, look, fair play to Leinster. Um, they're a top quality side, and yeah, we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll have them again. There's a lot of uh, players kind of stepping in tonight. You're balancing a lot of different things. Obviously, there's a good bit of rotation. What's next week going to be like? Because lads want to play against Bordeaux and want to get this out of their system. Yeah, well, look, I think it's we're going to treat it as a as a must win game. We're at home again. Um, look, Bordeaux also have. An array of internationals, um, but I think the the depth we have here and the, and the just the everyone pushing for positions is, is huge. Um, I don't know what the team is going to look like for the next two weeks, but uh, I think everyone's going to be champing at the bit to play. What's it like in that dressing room? Do you feel it's it's different than years before? Do you feel like you've taken a step forward? Um, yeah, like I suppose every year is different. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I think we have we have such depth in our squad, but um, as you said there we need, we need the results to back it up um, I think winning it's a cliche but winning does become a habit and I think at times you play bad and you win and at times you play very well you win well so yeah look it's, it's just extremely disappointing I think that would have been a huge turning point for our season but look we can't can't feel sorry for ourselves we just have to move on um, I'm sure next week we'll be uh, I suppose the rats of what happened tonight will come out so hopefully yeah we we train hard this week and put a performance together this last point I know we, we like to talk about the crowd but like you and I both have been in sports ground for a long time uh, like it's it's 95% Connacht fans there tonight it's incredible singing it's engaged it's, it does seem to continue to grow in terms of the fan base yeah it's, I suppose we, we, we had we had three home games at the start of the season um, and then we had three weeks away so look Running out there and seeing everyone, just the joy in their faces, faces and um, how loud they were. Um, I think they went from the loudest crowd to the quietest crowd, and, and that's on us. Um, so look, sorry to them, but uh, just thank everyone for coming out and, and, and showing incredible support. No matter what happens, they're always here. So yeah, I'm sure uh, in the next few weeks we'll uh, we'll make up for it. Pete, uh, devastated a team, camps, fans, everyone uh, afterwards. That's the starting point. I don't remember a game. It's been quite some time since Connacht have had victory snatched from them like that. What's the feeling down there? Um, look, really disappointed, frustrated, I think, to, to lose a game so late. I, I think especially when you know Leinster would obviously have their periods of momentum and, and their periods of, of quality. And, and you know you expect that against good teams. But the way we responded on each of those challenges, whether it was Leinster getting ahead on the scoreboard, 
scoreboard, whether it was the yellow cards, whether it was field position. I, I just thought, I felt we were always going to come back and, um, you know, to then have them... Uh, you know, get over the line there on the final play of the game and, and not have an opportunity res- to respond. It's um, you know, it's very frustrating. Um, you know, we've got to process that. We've got to look at what we can do better, and, and we've got to channel that into the next game against Bordeaux and make sure that that someone's on the on the receiving end of that. The scoreboard shapes so much about how we talk about the game. Like we were in the process of talking about Connex tight five controlling this closing stage is superbly well, an amazing fight back. The headlines would have been superb for your team, but now. There'll be question marks over how you manage those last few minutes. Yeah, I don't think there'll be question marks over how we managed it. I think it does change the narrative, of course, in terms of what the final scoreboard says. But uh, the scrum penalties we were earning there and uh, you know some of our decisions around whether to run, whether to maul, whether to kick, I, I thought we actually played it the right way there with the last 20 minutes. It was really key that that we kept firing shots in the attacking half of the field, that we kept going at Leinster. We couldn't just go into our shells. And it was important we got out of our own end cleanly and, and you know didn't give them didn't give them any sort of free opportunities twenty, thirty metres out from our line. So I just thought the way we went about it, although it wasn't perfect in execution, I, I thought we had the right idea. Um, but that makes it all all the more frustrating then not to get over um, not to get over the finishing line. Just take me back to the first half. Uh, you're, you're, tra- you're leading, sorry, eight seven, but they've had eighty percent of the territory. What's your read on that? How was the balance of play there? Yeah, I think we started really brightly, and as I said, I think um, you know we, we were engineering some really good opportunities attacking wise, and I, I think those early points for us demonstrated that. Obviously, Leinster a team, the, the quality they have, they're not going to go away easily. Um, I think that period where they they had you know certainly dominating territory and a fair whack of possession as well. Um, you know, we probably um, responded in terms of the defence. I think mm-hmm. I think we were were muscling up. We were asserting ourselves physically, winning turnovers, winning penalties, um, but probably just not quite getting out of our own half. And you know, I don't think it was through. Um, through the fault of trying to overplay or, or, or run away out of trouble, you know, I think we kicked and I think we kicked sensibly. Um, but ultimately, you know, they keep coming back at you, and uh, you know, we knew second half once we got some possession, we could cause them some more problems. Um, but we, but we had to dig in, and uh, so I was full of respect for the lads in, in terms of how they did that. I'm wondering about that reverse penalty. What's your take on that? Because obviously, it's in the game. Teams win the scrum penalty and they get very fired up. Would you like to see your team just control that a little bit better, or would you be frustrated that there was two teams in it and the call went against you? Look, I think uh, I've not watched it close up to see what the um, you know see what actually pl- played out with it. But uh, at the end of the day, if a penalty gets reversed, you're always frustrated and, and you're always looking to see if we could have reacted better. Um, you know, I thought on the whole we did a good job of channeling that emotional energy. It's always a challenge in Interpros. It's always a challenge, particularly against Leinster, um, in terms of wanting to make your mark and not not take a backward step. But I actually thought on the whole we did a really good job of channeling that into practical actions in terms of how we wanted to play the game. Um, you know that was a that was a key moment, but I don't think it defined the game either. So uh, you know we'll, we'll look at it, but I don't think it's the story of the game for us. Another key moment that probably didn't define the game, but there was four lineouts in a row that went wrong. So what's your take on that? Because it was a big malfunction at a key point in the game. Yeah, we have to be better. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if you're getting opportunities in the attacking third of the field um, from set piece, you know, errors happen, and, mm. and sometimes there's decision making errors, and sometimes there's skill execution errors. But um, you know, you've got to take some of them, and you've got to make it count I think for us it's not just the missed opportunity in that bit of the field but it's then the swing that, that gives Leinster field position and an opportunity uh, at our end of the field when you know in, in that stage you're on top so 
that's something we'll look at really closely. Um, you know, I think uh, I think at the end of the day, we still put, our, put ourselves in a position to win the game. If you're ahead on the scoreboard with a minute to play, you know, albeit um, you know maybe not getting the rub of the green with a couple of refereeing decisions, but it, you've put yourself in a position to, to win the game, and um, you know that's the biggest frustration. So we'll, we'll pour over the whole lot as usual, and look where we can get better. Um, but right now there, there's a lot of disappointment because um, you know I, I thought the character from the lads was magnificent and I thought a lot of the rugby was really 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 good yeah just on that all three of Connick tries came from inside the, their own half That's, that, there are three remarkable tries in such a big game that must give you great pride in the way you're entertained or supportive with that no I loved it I yeah. loved it it's what we want to be about we, we've talked openly that we want to play with a bit more possession and uh, this season compared to last we want to play with maybe a little bit more ambition at mm-hmm. times um, I felt in terms of in terms of getting after Leinster around uh, that transition from kick receipt and maybe from winning turnovers, we felt that you know with the back line we had we could um, cause them some real damage. And uh, you know I thought those scores were really good examples of that. So you know what we need to do is make sure we layer on that accuracy around sort of first second phase and and um, making sure that that we make every opportunity count. But but certainly some of the rugby we played. You know, it was um, it was fitting for for the great support we had this evening. I, I just thought the crowd were magnificent, and um, as I said earlier, the energy we had from them and the positivity we had from them, whether we were ahead on the scoreboard or behind on the scoreboard, I, I think there was so much belief in the stadium, um, in the stands, and on the grass. You know, and uh, I'm just sorry we couldn't get the result for them. I'm just wondering when you, when, you, when you win a game like that, is that almost worth double the win because you can pull that into another situation maybe five six games down the road where you you know you get the chance and you're able to execute it yeah but you just still got to be honest about the review process you know so you, you come away from the game and like you're looking at the outcome which is five points for us but you know like you need to think okay well process wise is this going to be good enough for us you know different stages in the season you know so and that's the bit we just need to get better at this week you know so we need to work hard this week coming um, recover well because again we've shipped a few knocks out there as well um, and we just need to get better like get better as a team um, just keep working hard different combinations you know that's you know from a new coach coming in as well um, and just make sure that we're you know, we have greater clarity so we can execute better you know over the course of the first 78 minutes of a game so obviously we execute really well in that last passage of play but in lots of the passages of play Prior to that, there's lots of parts we can get better at, and you know, then again, it's you know, it's, it's exciting times for us, you know. So, you know, we've had these seven games in the URC uh, with so much change, disruption, and like we knew this was going to be a, you know, you know, a rocky enough period for us because you know we've had certain transitions in the group, um, and you weren't sure when all the international guys were going to return. So, we've done all that reintegration period. Now we're we're getting back, and now we just need to try and work together and making sure we build strong, cohesive performances. But that goes back to the, the training habits on a week-to-week basis. So making sure that we, we work hard now in the weeks ahead. Because it's such an exciting period of games. Obviously, we're just off two great derby games um, for us. Um, Munster and Niviva, which is pretty much sold out, sold out game here. Uh, we're off to La Rochelle Champions Cup and then a six-day turnaround to sale. Um, before Christmas, then two more derby games over Christmas and New Year's into two more Champions Cup games so it's great isn't it like so um, and that's what you want so but again we'll need the group making sure that everyone's working hard and everyone's pushing the right direction and that's the exciting bit for us I'm in the call room I've got Danny Deegan and Dave Finn and God, you know what I really don't want to do this but we've got a podcast to do because I'm still sickened 
Danny, that's so hard to take. Yeah, like um, the only way I can describe it is just the the silence was deafening when uh, Leinster scored the try at the end. Just throw the ball straight, you know. Just it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. David, you were doing some great work on the uh, clock timings. I think I might have picked up one of them. I think I got at least one of your timings, so it was uh, really good to take. And Williams joined us as well. Your thoughts? Um, bit of a sickener, um, but you give a good team a chance like that and they take it. That's what they do. Uh, that's why they're a better side than Connacht. That's why they'll finish higher in the table than Connacht. Um, that's just the way it is. Um, we did really well to come back from 19-8 down, mm-hmm. um, but it did get a bit messy then uh, to actually know how to close the game out. One line-out goes astray, they get a scrum, they move it, and as Leo Cullen said, they probably that was the best bit of play that they put together in the whole game, and you could see the overlap coming, and they took it. Yeah, the Connacht defence for the first time, because I've just quickly looked back at it there on Twitter, Dave. Sorry, because I, I was going to interview and, and, and William jumped in. But um, it was the first time our central defence or the centre field stepped back and waited to see what was happening rather than just going up and smashing. Yeah, um, yeah Will's pretty much nailed it to the head. I mean, the other thing is that when they were terrible, we only scored eight points when we were terrible. They scored uh, 12 points, and or we lose by three. We lose by four. Uh, I, I lost track, I didn't care. No, we only lost by two, and if we kicked the penalty just before half-time, which I was one of the few people in the clan going, kick the points, kick the points, kick the points, and yeah. they didn't take them, and you started going scoreboard pressure. That's that's one turning point. There's a number of turning points. In this case. A number of things that I just need to go back and look at. I think, that, I think there's going to be a massive issue about the clock. I really think there's going to be a massive, massive issue with the clock. I shouldn't be calling out the time for the fans. It just shouldn't happen. No. Uh, the referee was basing here. The referee was getting information from the TMO, who I half think was getting it either from me or was watching the same screen I was watching. So if there's any issues with the screen clock, if there was any issues with the screen clock, we were in trouble. So I have no idea. But ultimately, yeah, it wasn't one line out that went and goes straight. It was about five line outs that didn't go straight. Well, when you think about it, it was the last line out of the first half gave them, they bounced off rather than us being taken an extra three points, which was talking to Jerry Thorny about it, and he was feeling the same way. And Danny, then you lose momentum, and rugby's about momentum. Yeah, it's all about momentum. Like, guys really feel that it's small victories, you know. That's why you look at the international game, and the English guys always got a lot of hassle for it, but that's what they live off. You, you, you try and build that momentum off the smallest things. Um, and that's, that's what, what happened tonight. Now, I know we lost, what is it, three, three liners in the 22 early in the second half, mm-hmm. but. And if you add it to the one that we lost at the, at the end of the first half. But, but, Hold on. Can they come back? They were in the lead. It doesn't yes. matter. That, that wipes out what happened before. Mm-hmm. They were in the lead. They were in control. And they flipped the last one. That's the problem. That's what it comes down to. It doesn't, like, whatever happens beforehand, if, if they make that last line out, we don't talk about the penalty before half time. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about the four line outs in the second half. We don't talk about any of those. It's that. I, I think we do, but. <laughs> no, 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 but, we, 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 but if, if they get that take it down and win. We don't. We don't do it because we won. No, we, no, we we you'd, you'd, still, you'd still talk about it from an analysis point of view. No, they, 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 if you win the game, they are an issue. Yes. You don't win the game, they are the issue. Yes. <laughs> That's very, very well put, Dave. Yeah, there was the two yellow cards and there was also the penalty reversal. Now, we had a penalty reversal last week that cost us a point. I agree with Danny. If you, if, if you get that line-out done... Uh, 
you think about that other stuff, but to be honest with you, you don't think about it for very long because you've won the game. This is a big setback in my view. This was a game that you've now gone four and three uh, overall. That's not where you needed to be. If you look at the way the fixtures are going to run, that game in Belfast now is absolutely massive. Yeah, but Ulster lost today as well. Uh, they did, and they are in serious... There are serious problems up there now. Uh, they've been bubbling along. So that's an opportunity. Go and win that game, and you can make up for it. Um, but that's going to be a hard one for them to process, uh, especially as they came back and they played some fantastic rugby to get back, and they couldn't see it out. And there was a, there was a bit of naivety a couple of times... Uh, and as I say, look, they, Leo, look, they've got out of jail. They got out of jail last year, but that's what you do. It, it doesn't really matter. Um, next week, different competition, uh, different opportunities, different team, I would think. Um, Bundyaki coming back. Mac Hansen made a huge difference oh, tonight. It's, it's, it's that guy does things. And Dermot Kilgallen took his try very well, which Mac Hansen made. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is key to the whole operation. If I was to question the selection, I do not understand why Joe Joyce was played in South Africa last week. Tonight, I think he would have made a massive difference. He would have done something just by smashing into somebody or nailing somebody early. That didn't happen. The physicality, uh, Leinster won the physicality for the first 20 minutes of the game. That doesn't happen when he's on the pitch. And the two injuries. Tiernan O'Halloran going off was a problem. He went off very early. Uh, Oshin Dowling. And now we've also heard Jack Ainger. So it'll be interesting. That, it was that type of game. But to me, Joe Joyce, I wonder if they had that one again. Would they say, listen, you sit out uh, the Bulls and get ready for Leinster? Well, I think um, just, just last week, with having Joe Joyce there... Uh, I know there was always a talk of fitness just before the season, probably pushing him on that. But I wouldn't have had any issue with either of the Murray brothers or Dowling. And I know Angel was throwing his body around um, tonight. He was certainly looking to try and kill somebody, um, which I think probably would have helped with Joe Joyce. But I don't think I I felt like Darren Murray really put his hand up. um, Did a lot. That's his best game of the season. Yeah, but like he, he was hitting guys and like he wasn't taking a step back and as a 21 year old like Jesus that's impressive um, considering in, in the position that he's playing in the second row he's coming up against guys that are uh, international or nearly international class and he didn't look out of place he he, he stood out for me I, to be honest a lot of the guys in the pack did I well, felt like if you're worried about man of the match he should have been man of the match it had to be a player in the pack and I would have given it to him because he did the 80 minutes. I think to go back on, on the Joyce thing, Joyce has a lot of experience. Mm. And maybe... That's the difference. Is, is just the, it's just the nose to maybe go to the captain and say this or that. I'll guarantee you he would have said, take the points before half-time. Yep, yep. We all, and all the journalists were looking at each other in the, where I was sitting up in the media box, Jerry Thornley in particular, and he just turned around to me and he shrugged his shoulders like, come on, you take... Especially when you've got a competent goal kicker. Yeah, and then Absolutely. you run off the field feeling good, whereas they ran off the field feeling wonderful. Well, the only thing was that um, Pete said that he backed the players' choices, and what has JJ been doing up to this point? He was taking kicks early on, especially in the first couple of games. So I feel like they were they were they were just backing themselves, as, as Pete was saying. It turned out to be the wrong choice, 
let's look at, I mean, we're, we're, we're absolutely analysing everything went wrong because of a, very, a number of very small decisions were hugely, were hugely monumental. If you're a Leinster, you don't look at the things that went wrong. The first 25 minutes, Ronan Keller couldn't hit a barn door. Mm. He was awful. And he's international. And the fact is that two international hookers had mares for 25 minutes in that game. Secondly, both their wingers went off. They almost paid for having it. Well, Osborne went off in agony. Rob Russell was basically on one leg for the last 10 minutes. They almost paid for having a 6-2 split. Um, Their scrum went tight for a long, and Keeneally came on, went backwards. But Leinster will not. They will analyse that, and they will make sure that improves. But nobody outside of Leinster is going to be talking about that because ultimately, Kieran Frawley crosses the line. Those are things we spotted. Also, Leinster have this ability to not get yellow cards when they repeatedly infringe in the 22 and I've seen them do it when they've been winning by 30 points never mind they just don't pick up yellow cards there seems to be a reluctance to give them to Leinster to give a warning twice that the next person is going to the bin and then the very next penalty that they give away in the second half is for exactly the same thing and you go you're getting another warning that's that's just, but that's that's the, the, the luck favours the brave, and they were they got lucky in those things, but they were brave in the last play. So, but we were brave at times. But yeah, we're brave and naive, and they're brave and winning. So, that's, that's the big issue. All right, All right you know what? I've had enough of this. I just I can't take any more. You don't want any extra business, no? A couple of things. Oh, oh, any other business? Oh, we'll take any other business. Yeah, a couple of things. Um, Delighted to see that the women's Six Nations games are being moved around the country, one in Cork, uh, one in Dublin and one in Belfast. Uh, so hopefully when this stadium is finished here, Connacht will be able to put up their hands for one. That needed to happen a couple of years ago. And Ema O'Dowd has been made uh, senior head coach here at Connacht. I'm absolutely delighted to be talking to her during the week, so we'll have audio on that for you. And we might have a very special uh, audio next week to, uh, somebody say, introduce the European uh, competition. I leave it at that. Sounds good to me. Dave's got one. Well, first of all, Emer O'Dowd, up Mayo. And secondly, um, yeah, I, I, lads, we have, I mean, I know I'm going to, we're a professional, we're a top tier league. We're now in a top tier league. We cannot have a situation where we were lying on three people watching a TV screen to tell the referee the time. We have, that's fundamentally, that's fundamentally wrong. Yeah, just, just point out that that happened during the Women's Interpros. Uh, two times out of two exactly the same problem with the clock uh, and led to that bizarre finish get it fixed folks it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's not good enough and as, and as well tell photographers not to stand in front of the clock yes. they're not supposed to stand in front of the clock ball boys as well ball boys don't the ball team the ball team let's go with that let's finish on that one we'll go there folks we'll be back with you during the week when we've I'm in a better mood and I want to actually talk more about rugby but I just don't want to talk about it anymore now. I'm going for a point. Loose, cut it loose Break out or nothing changes Sad.